Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 59, and we're titling this one, Who's Watching? Now, if you haven't been living under a rock or in a cave, you're aware of the fact that the surveillance state is growing dramatically. Of course, government has been spying on us right and left. And also, private entities are taking all of our data and sharing it among themselves so that they know just about everything about you, particularly if you're involved in social media at all. But it's actually getting worse. And uh, we have a few columns that we'd like to address with you today and emphasize some of those issues that are are happening on on that front, the surveillance front, as well as other things affecting our economic and our liberty lives today. First column I'd like to suggest is from Breitbart Business Digest. It's from Thursday, September 16th, and they were talking about inflation and things of that nature. They're talking about labor shortages are supposed to be boom times for workers. But the fact is that the creeping inflation has basically undermined any gains that workers may make in the private sector. I guess the only place you can go to fight inflation is maybe government work, but we don't need any more government workers. The Lord only knows. But anyway... The inflation factor, it's been varying anywhere from 5.1 to 7.4, and I've seen estimates that the real inflation rate is approaching 14%, but a lot of that includes, you know, one-time purchases like homes and so forth. We know that home values have been increasing dramatically, so if you're buying a home every year, that higher inflation rate would affect you. But even even a, a 7.4% is dramatic. Uh, that would mean every 14 years the, the cost of goods doubles. But if you take compounding interest and things of that nature, you're probably looking at a 10-year doubling of cost of goods and services. And so that inflation is just devastating. It undermines any gains that workers might have gotten in the economy. Another one I'd like to recommend is from Doug Casey's International Man from Friday, uh, the 17th of September. And one of the things they talk about are some of the private sector entities, they call them the wokes, uh, are moving together to shut down coal plants. That's BlackRock joins Citibank. Uh, to study a plan to shut down coal plants early. That's the movement we have to get us all onto clean electric um, sources of power. To me, that is, a, I think, a pipe dream. It's a fool's errand. Uh, when you go to total electricity with a fragile grid like we have, when you try to produce more electricity using simply wind and solar, and minimizing fossil fuels, uh, you're going to end up with a real bind, at least a transition period. It's going to be agonizing, and that agony is going to affect 
what we now consider to be the middle class, which is rapidly vanishing, and of course the poor. So they're going to get slammed the most in this period of transition. It's a policy effort. I think it's influenced by the, quote, climate change experts, even though they don't have a whole lot of verifiable, valid data to support their premises, um, given the fact that where I live here in northwest Ohio, at one time we had two miles of ice above uh, our area. Where I live now, I would be under two miles of ice, which I assure you would make it difficult to garden and do any other thing of significance. The area where I live is called the Black Swamp, and the reason it's the Black Swamp is as the ice melted and retracted back to the north, uh, it left this soft, mushy spot here in northwest Ohio. So I think climate change may have some value, but I also think it's a natural phenomenon, but that's my opinion. Another thing I'd like to recommend is Bill Bonner's diary from uh, Friday the 17th, and uh, he talks about how things are changing in the whole realm of employment. He said, uh, you want to get a job in Washington or maybe even get yourself elected to Congress after you borrow money to go to college? He said, well, if you're not too smart, don't worry about it. You'll fit right in with the other morons there. Bill has a very low opinion of those in Washington, and he and I share that sentiment, I might add. He said, if you don't want to go to college and don't want a job, no problem. Just follow the example of Michael Anderson, a crypto boomer profiled by the Wall Street Journal. He made a fortune in cryptocurrencies. Or you could follow... The example of Tom Osmond, a millionaire of the New York Post reports, purchased a computer-based illustration of a rock with 400 Ethereum uh, cryptos. And so uh, he's just talking about how some people are taking advantage of what we call an unstable and uncertain e economy right now unstable and uncertain political environment as well. And I think um, just about everyone, me included, perhaps you, just a little nervous about the way things are going. Again, another Breitbart uh, column, the Breitbart Business Digest from Friday the 17th. It talks about consumer sentiment. The index remained near decade lows for mid-month. Um, refusing to rebound as much as analysts had forecast. Why would consumer sentiment be so low? Why would people out in the economy be so nervous and tremulous and scared about what's going on? Well, the consumer price index for August came in softer than expected, but it contained a good deal of evidence of supply constraints. Yes. Consumers are worried about spending their money. They want to hold on to it because they fear some some drastic measures ahead. But also the availability of goods. Uh, 
is limited just because of all the offshore ships waiting to be unloaded. Uh, we have uh, shortages in ships for major purchases like automobiles and things of that nature. And how is the Fed dealing with that? Well, not very well. But uh, the Fed is trying to get some sense of control over the economy, although I think they have no clue what to do. They have really no idea what's going on. And the Fed looks at the economy from the point of view of New York and Washington, kind of ignoring those of us who live in flyover country. And in that regard, this uh, Breitbart Business Digest has a column in there or a story in there about the Biden administration pushes Congress to require banks to turn account information over to the IRS. That goes back to our opening title about who's watching. So you're being surveilled as far as your communications and your sentiments and your opinions and your movements. Now they want to surveil every little bank transaction you make, and they want the IRS to have access to it. We know that many of their rulings and justifications and elements of, um, how do I put it, pursuit, are arbitrary and capricious. In other words, they write a vague rule in law, and then they enforce it any damn way they please. So this would just open up that further to give the IRS more enforcement power uh, to come after you because of some minor difficulties in your banking uh, activity. A final column I want to recommend is um, from Bill Bonner's Rogue Economics. Uh, there's a new battleground in America. That was from September 14th. And um, he's talking about the battleground in America is not just Republican against Democrat or conservative against liberal. It's vaxxed against the unvaxxed. And we certainly seem to have, culturally at least, and obviously the cultural aspect impacts the political elements of it, but the vax versus the unvax thing going on here in America, there are a lot of people who legitimately question the value and the safety of the vaccines that are available, and I should say inoculations available from Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. And so they're refusing to take them. And we find out now that in the so-called Delta variant, and who knows about all the others, the uh, Mamu, Damu, and Whamu uh, elements that are coming later, the variants, that we find a vaccine vaccinated people are carrying and transmitting these variants, uh, even though their element of illness and sickness may not approach the levels that they would have if they were unvaxxed, they nevertheless are carriers and are spreading it around. That's why we get the ludicrous mask, masking mandates from all the local governors and, and uh, cities and so forth and so on because they feel that it would slow the transmission of the Delta variant, even though most of the paper-type masks are porous. It's like, you know, pouring a virus through a funnel. 
um, and they have an element of risk and and unhealthiness for the individual who wears them for prolonged periods of time. And I, for what, I have a mask, and I put it on when I go into locations that require it, uh, even though I probably should look for alternative sources, but I go for ease and quickness. So some of the stores I visit do require a mask for entry, but this mask that I wear is a is a paper one, I should say, two-sided paper, and it's dirtier than hell, and it has little or no effect. In fact, it probably has a negative impact uh, on those that I encounter within the store and what have you, but they're practicing the social distancing, which has been arbitrarily assumed to be six feet. Who knows? It may be 16 feet. It may be 60 feet. It may be six inches. But they come up with these arbitrary rules and regulations just to maintain some level of control over us. And I sheepishly admit that I concede and yield to it from time to time just to get in and get what I want and get the hell out of there. But this whole world is broken down, particularly in this nation. We see it in Australia and other nations. Australia has become downright totally tyrannical while the u.s is is on the edge of tyranny and i think we still have a chance maybe to recapture it i don't know about the aussies uh they are protesting they are doing a lot of things down there but what impact and what effect it'll have in the long term we really don't know but i think here in america it's it's odd that the vax versus the unvax become the new battleground um, we have so many battlegrounds available to us across the board, but just because of the arbitrary nature of the people enforcing the mandates and the rules, this one may be the one that sparks the rebellion of people against an overzealous, overwhelming, uh, overpowerful government. Maybe we can get our hands back on some liberty and live life the way God intended us to. Well, that's Living Liberty for today. This is episode 59. I'm Charlie Earle. Stay free, be free, and live free.